0: and welcome to marvelous movie mondays with kelsey and dill i am that second half of that kelsey and dill i am dill
1: and i'm the first half kelsey
0: yeah uh, who's who's best first or second i, I think it's was the first is the worst first second is, is the best. worst
1: second is the best
0: Sorry, Kels. Actually, third is the one with the hairy chest. And the one with the hairy chest right now is Chris Evans. He's down there uh, because we were talking about um, Chris Evans this week. Um, Two weeks ago, we gave you a Scarlett Johansson Avengers Movie Club. Uh, We had a lot of fun with it, actually. Um, and we're doing it again with Chris Evans because we figured first Avenger, he should be one of the first movie clubs. Um, and basically what that means is we look at an Avenger and we look at three of their other movies outside of the MCU. Uh, yes. So this week we are talking about, uh, not another teen movie, snow piercer and knives out. Couldn't be more different. Um, if you see us in the same clothes, it's cause this is a pre-taped episode because Kelsey is roaming the, the Irish Hills of Ireland right now. Um, Kelsey, how are you having a good time in Ireland right now?
1: And you know, I hope I'm having a blast in Ireland right now. I'm I hope, hope so too. I'm I'm throwing back some pints, if you will, in a mm-hmm. pub, singing and... in nice my sea
0: shanty. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Kelsey's in Ireland, but we taped this well ahead of time because we wanted to enjoy her vacation and not be uh, trying to stream and and record a podcast in her hotel room while I am uh, probably at least twelve hours back time difference. I don't know what the time difference is. Um,
1: I think it's I think they're six hours ahead like Ireland, okay, so. the UK area is six hours ahead.
0: Oh, so it's not too bad. So like I could I could do like midnight and you could be at 6 a.m. time waking up at 6 a.m. to podcast would be great.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was not doing that on my vacation.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Anyway, we are here. Uh, I know What If just came out and everyone's like, why aren't you talking about What If? It says Kelsey's on vacation and she won't be able to watch What If. She will get back, she will land, she will watch What If and we will cover the first two episodes of What If on next week's uh, podcast, which I believe, uh, if I'm uh, if I'm correct in reading, are, are the Captain Carter um, and the uh, T'Challa as Star Lord episodes. I think those are the two first episodes. Is uh, Captain Carter. And then uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord. But I'm not sh- 100% sure if that's correct. But if those are the right episodes, and we'll be covering those next week. Um, Great. Kelsey, what is the Marvel news you wanted to bring to the table today for uh, this podcast?
1: Oh, so I was just reading this um, BuzzFeed article. Maybe I can see when it was posted. I don't know when it was posted, but they were breaking down all these uh, scenes that almost happened they almost took place in the MCU and i just wanted to as much as i would love to talk about all of them um mm-hmm. one of them really caught my attention just because it happened in i'm sorry i'm just pulling up the date oh this was this article was published on july 24th uh 2021 okay. so pretty recent um one of them caught my attention just because it has to do with the latest MCU film, which was black widow. And it has to do with that end credit scene. We got with Florence Pugh and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. So if you haven't seen black widow and you haven't seen the post credit scene, I'm so sorry. Those two people are in it. Um, I'm assuming (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast, you are up to date with all things Marvel. Mm -hmm. So, but as we all know, the first thing that we saw um, Yelena do in that, scene was um, she did the iconic whistle to the grave and all fans everywhere waited patiently for a whistle back. But instead we got um, Valentina's character there. Um, and you know, Kate Shortland did talk a whistle. Back was in the talks while writing this scene and, and coming up with this moment. And Kate Shortland did confirm that she did talk about having a whistle back in that moment, uh, which I thought was rather interesting because that would have changed, you know, the game, I feel like for Scarlet, for Black Widow, just to have that tiny little, uh, oh, addition it, so it, in the it scene. It was going
0: to be a whistle and then it was going to cut to black.
1: No, no, it was gonna cut. The, she was gonna have the whistle back.
0: But was it gonna be Valentina whistling back or, or Black Widow?
1: I mean, I'm assuming it was gonna be Natasha wh- whistling oh, okay. back so because who else, be who else? Who okay. else would know how to do the whistle back other than Natasha? So interesting. it's interesting that even with just that split second decision to like not keep it in, that like changes the perspective of the future of the MCU and and uh, Natasha's character and and all that for fans so but yeah it surely was in consideration dare i say which is Um, nice because you know we all wanted to be hopeful in that moment yeah
0: um but then that opens up a whole another door uh but you know with loki and with everything happening you know there that door may still be open um
1: no one ever truly dies in the mcu (laughs) right Um, unless you're tony stark i feel like you're really dead
0: i think you're really dead tony um i'm sorry to say and and no, I, I won't go there. I won't go there with Quicksilver because we did kind of get a little bit. of Oh, let's
1: not even talk about Quicksilver. <laughs> um, I cannot talk yeah, about that well, anymore.
0: Um, now that Agents of Shield is done and out of canon, Phil Coulson's still dead, so there's that. Um, sorry, I'm just trying my best. Wait, um,
1: did they just like do their last season ever? I didn't even know those. No, so many I, just,
0: I just, I just, I, I thought it was not canon anymore, so I, I figured. Oh. it might still be going on. I don't know. I don't watch. There was show, actually,
1: um, there was actually mention of. Uh, agents of, S- of shield in that article where they were going to oh. explain why um that none of them were affected by Thanos' snap and in infinity mm. war because they're on a different timeline so maybe oh, agents yeah. of shield is canon it's just on not the sacred timeline right um Ha-ha. i wish i
0: watched it but it's just at this point it's a time commitment for something that's supposedly not canon um it's just there's other things to watch and, and I i'd watch like every- agent carter though oh was it good
1: no no i said i would
0: oh yeah i would too maybe we'll do that sometime just uh, because you know Um, I well i don't have any news this week just because it is also pre-taped so anything that will be newsworthy uh, is going to be like three weeks old by the time you're getting it that that was a very nice newsworthy piece because that could be timeless whereas mine is just kind of like you know whatever um uh, it was a a casting thing for hawkeye but i feel like everyone knows at this point vincent d'onofrio might be coming back as kingpin who was oh right yeah but But that's even old news at the time we're recording it so you know that might happen but i don't want to speculate any more on that let's talk about chris evans himself right here down let's smiling do in the bottom of this video if you're if you're on audio go check out the video and look at chris's smiling face um so we are talking about Uh, 2001's Not Another Teen Movie directed by Joel Gallen, Uh, 2013's Snowpiercer directed by Bong Joon-ho, multiple Oscar winner Bong Joon-ho, and Mm -hmm. 2019's Knives Out directed by Ryan Johnson, who I don't believe is an Oscar winner, but might be someday because he's great. Um, So let's start with (laughs) Not Another Teen Movie. We wanted to kind of make this movie club like their most Critically acclaimed films, but also like, what was one of their big breakouts? We talked about Lost in Translation with Scarlet, which was both a breakout and a critical acclaimed hit. Um, This is a movie that I think was more of a breakout for Chris Evans than it was a critically acclaimed hit, Uh, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because it's it's pretty fun. So Not Another Teen Movie, uh, directed by Joe Gallen, uh, written by so many people, um, starring so many people, familiar people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kelsey, give us the lowdown on Not Another Teen Movie.
1: All right. In a movie parody of all the cliches and tropes of classic teen movies, Chris Evan plays Jake Weiler, a football quarterback who is dared by his friends to make the outcast of the school the prom queen.
0: Yeah, so it's a very formulaic, very stereotypical teen movie, but yes. it knows that and it says that going yeah. in. And, it's self-aware
1: um, for sure. Yes.
0: Have you seen this movie before, or was this? I've time?
1: never seen this movie before. This is my first time seeing. It. I
0: have, I have not either. Um, and I will. Admit, and you,
1: and you don't have to. You don't um, have to.
0: It's one of those movies that, like, I feel like if I saw this in middle school, I'd probably really love. But yeah. Um, now it's a little less um, with the times, I'd say. Yeah, um, very dated. But but like, there were moments that made me laugh, and I think Chris Evans is very good in it he's actually really good at it yes Um, i will say
1: his performance was the saving grace of this movie and it's um, really not i feel like i'm making it seem like this is like a terrible movie it's really not i did write that it's not a great movie but you know for a debut like chris evans could have done like way worse Mm -hmm. um it's just very dated and it's very like 2000s humor Mm -hmm. and i feel like even if you watch a comedy i feel like i mean you recently watched bridesmaids and that was only 2011 and I feel like yeah. you watch a comedy from 2011 and it's dated already, you know? Yeah, so somewhat. you just I mean, kind of have to. It, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's still, I mean, very funny, you know, comedic women in that movie. I mean, so. Melissa
0: McCarthy shitting in a sink does that i mean that's timeless humor right there really (laughs) exactly um but Um,
1: you really have to strap yourself in and get into the mindset if you're if you like movies like the scary movie movies where they're you know making fun of all the scary movie tropes and and things like that if you're into movies like that um you'd like this one Mm
0: -hmm. i think you know i I saw Or what's that other
1: movie called Movie. Epic, became, movie. Like, epic movie. Epic so movie, disaster movie,
0: those ones. Movie like,
1: 43, maybe?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen that one. That one has really I haven't use, seen that but, one either, but it, um, it's
1: very reminiscent of yeah. this.
0: But like epic movie, it felt like, oh, we're going to do this scene now and then this scene now and then this scene now. Whereas this one at least kind of has a story and then like the homages to other movies are kind of filtered in there rather than it just being, all right, now we're going to do the 10 things I hate about you scene. Now we're going to do the American Pie scene. Now we're going to do the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off scene. Instead, yeah. it's like, we're going to do this and, oh, this is a good time to put in a reference and this is a good time to weave this in. So I think the actual use of the other movies and the homages is more cleverly done here than in some of the other parodies, which I sure. appreciated. Um, it's just the humor itself, as you said, is is very dated. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, I mean, there's a full character and I'm, I'm going to add him because, uh you know, I'm a huge movie trivia Schmodown fan, but Sam Levine, mm. who is a manager in the Schmodown now, yep. Um, yep, he, yep. He is one of my favorite people to watch. He's a movie trivia champion. He retired, became a manager uh, in the Shmodown. I'm a huge fan of his. I'm a huge Shmodown fan. But this character is one of the most offensive characters in the history of film. He's a young kid who thinks he's Asian like it is so bad um that i mean nothing on him like he he got the script he got the job he got a lot of money for it and he was very young so good for him for getting a role this young and making the money and like making a name for himself but um that role in particular just felt the most dated to me i was like
1: you know yeah for sure and then even the like the other two characters who mock him because they're like they think he's he thinks he's asian that's whack and then they're clearly like trying to be like be black yeah ethnic and i'm like oh mm-hmm. this just hurts yeah. watching um, this and, just hurts
0: and, and then the other moment i hate is the bring it on moment where the the white girls all steal the black girls uh choreography Yeah, yep yep um, yep, yep. And, and it's very clear but yeah the, the language it's it's a lot um yeah and it's very much a ruminism of a specific time period what, what's I, up girls
1: i mean i was gonna say like just the opening of this movie the opening <laughs> scene of this movie i was like oh boy so we're starting off yeah. Real, we're starting off with a doozy. Here. I'll admit
0: though, it's it's a good, like, it's funny, it's hilarious. I mean, because it's also like it's nothing offensive, it's just funny sex humor. And honestly, I wish yeah. the whole movie was like that, even like The Naked Girl. Like, that's oh my a god, but, and I was like, but it but it did make me laugh just because, like, you don't expect sure. it, it's very shocking. Um, yeah, and, and again, if you haven't seen this movie, we're throwing a bunch of scenes at you that you have no idea for context, but like, if you watch this movie, you'll understand. But like, there's some weird mo- stuff that, like. Only makes sense with context. I mean, this opening scene: she's basically masturbating. She has a dildo, and her family all walks in on her because it's her birthday, and they come in with a cake. Yeah, and then yep. the Dildo ends up flying through the air and into the cake, and uh, it's it's amazing. Like it, yeah. it's one of those things where I was in a ama- like not amazing in the fact that like it's an Oscar worthy scene, but like amazing in the sense that I was amazed. I like I was fully amazed. I was like, how what?
1: Huh? Like, no, yeah.
0: Um, and we got to talk about it also, Kyler Lee from um
1: gray's anatomy Grey's anatomy
0: we're big yep. fans uh it's lexi, lexi gray, gray herself um, yeah again like the performances aren't terrible either like like i think she's good and i think yeah he's, he's very good chris um but let's talk about chris evans in this like um he he does this feel very captain america because at times i'm like absolutely not but there are some scenes where i was like this this does show the spark of, of what Steve Rogers would one day become. Like the football scenes when he's yes. like giving the pep talk to the yes. football team. Yes, 100%. Like, I'm some Steve Rogers here. I am. Yep.
1: yep, 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 yep. Listen, I just thought it was great to like see him in a comedy. I mean, as mm-hmm. Steve Rogers, like he does have some comedic moments, but- You know, his Steve Rogers story is is pretty tragic. So we don't get to see a ton of humor from him there. But I thought, you know, he was really doing great in a comedy. I'd love to see him in in more comedies. You know, I feel like he he does a lot of drama for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. But
0: well, because he has that really good grizzled like straight man like sure buff like he he, he puts that persona on well he like, he is an action star he does have the the body and the the physique well, body and physique are the same thing but like the also like the type of uh, energy for that like sure like, to be this leading man um but this is funny too and and again like at the end you get those more emotional moments like where he is kind of, like, becoming a little softer. And, like, those are the glimpses where I'm like, no, like, this is a very good first showing. And this is something that, like, I'm sure got a lot of people's attention and was like, he could be a good actor. Um, Because we saw with uh, Kyler Lee, she didn't really have that type of career. She was in Greys, which was great, but she never became a movie star. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at this cast, like, Chris Evans became a movie star. Um, I'm looking at the cast now there's really no one else I mean Randy Quaid but he's already older like he he was an already established actor Josh Radner who plays the tour guide ended up being the lead in How I Met Your Mother yes there was that yeah Um, I literally
1: said I was like Ted (laughs) Mosby yes in this movie um
0: but otherwise like I mean all the bigger stars are the ones that were already stars like Mr. T as the guy giving the pep talk on the bench like he was already established I mean Molly Ringwald as the flight attendant at the end was jamie
1: Um, presley huge when this movie came out or was this kind of a more of a come up for her as well
0: i don't know Uh, but even then like
1: (sighs) because i know that she was big like in the 2000s
0: yeah i think this was like one of her first things for sure yeah um but even then like i don't consider jamie presley a huge superstar like, I don't really, no, I, yeah. I recognize her, but she's not, mm-hmm. like, someone that I'm, like, oh, my God, Jamie Presley was in this, you know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, I was just talking about, it, and like, Molly Ringwald, her cameo is great, too, because she's yeah. the star of Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club, 16 yep. Candles, and she's here at the end, like, in probably the funniest role in, in the movie, uh, one of them um just like you know yeah you, you cut the bullshit like yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's so good and she um, walks away
1: she's like oh, teenagers <laughs> right
0: uh and then you have paul gleason as the guy from the breakfast club playing the guy from the breakfast club again
1: yes um, yeah, uh richard so- vernon i think that's his name y- yes yes good
0: job wow you should be a, a schmo down i should be on
1: schmodown um
0: you should be um you
1: i oh, i'd only do it if you could be my manager dill
0: okay i will i'll pick you'd you'd prep me yeah um for sure yeah but again like it's one of those movies that i think if you get the movies are referencing it's a lot of fun but even if it's not like i think it's a good enough story on its own that you could still follow it's not like epic movie where it's like i don't know what the hell they're parodying (laughs) right now um yeah that movie's a train wreck but uh what were you gonna say
1: i was gonna say like I thought it was so weird. I was like the three like mean girls, like Jamie uh, Presley plays like basically the main like mean girl in the movie. And she's Mm. like obviously like two followers who follows her around. They all wear pink. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're making fun of mean girls. And then I realized this movie came out in 2001. Mean girls did not come out until 2004. And I was like, wait, this is so trippy.
0: And did you notice one of the mean girls is in this? Did you recognize oh Oh, uh, yes.
1: Gretchen I, Wieners. Yes, is, Gretchen um, Wieners. La- in it, what's Lacey her name? Schaber.
0: Lacey Schaber, Chabert, Schaber.
1: Cham- uh, Schabert. Lacey
0: Shaber. Chabert. Chamber. C h a b e r t. Chabert. Shabert. Um. Anyway, Lacey plays Amanda, yes. the one that Sam Levine and all and his little crew wanna wanna get with. Yes. Um. And, and you know, like yeah, the sex humor—it's a little much at times. But like, I, I feel like if I was in middle school, I'd I'd love this movie um and it's just one of those things that if i had seen it as a middle schooler i would have had the nostalgia and enjoyed it watching it now but some sure. some of this movie was just like oh boy um but no, again yeah. like it's a good representation of what chris evans would become because he shows glimpses of of really good acting in this yeah no um, he does i yeah. feel like
1: he takes his character like he stays really true to his character like he's taking him seriously but not to the point where it's like too serious like i you can tell like he's definitely still having fun with it right. as like jake wyler but Mm-hmm. you know, he's not, he's not hamming anything up. He's right. giving just the right amount, which I think mm-hmm. was great.
0: And the best gag is not even something he says, but it's when he comes out in that whipped cream, um, yeah. the, the varsity, the, borders, like, the, b- is. the
1: bikini like yeah, yeah, moment, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. um, the bikini. And then he, he comes out and, and he turns around and he has the banana in his, in yep. his butthole, um, yep. which, yeah, it's just, it's very shocking, jarring humor. And I think the shocking stuff like that was worked better than like the racial and like dated stereotype dialogue. Obviously. Like, I think the visuals are funnier than the dialogue. If that makes
1: Yeah. Sense. Surprisingly um, Dill, You know what character I actually really liked <laughs> his sister <laughs> who really? was like making fun of uh, cruel intentions.
0: Well, that one scene, yes. The cruel intentions with the kiss. That is definitely cruel. But intentions.
1: what's the movie then with also Sarah Michelle, geller um where like that really is the whole plot is that she's hooking up with like her stepbrother or something i thought it it was cruel intentions it might
0: be i've never actually seen cruel intentions so i've
1: never seen it either but i do Um, know that that's what it's about
0: (laughs) then then that's it yeah i don't know um but but that scene where she makes out with the girl is definitely from cruel intentions because every young boy every young lady every young boy has seen that scene. So like, I definitely can tell you that is from cruel intentions. Cause I've seen that scene probably too many times as a child. And this was a hilarious parody with the old lady who's never been kissed. I've never been kissed. Like, Oh my God. It's this gross, wet, slobbery kiss, like that kind of stuff. Like I'm saying the visual gags are hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that, that left my jaw just on the floor. I was, I was appalled. Um, in a good way. Like it was a funny, um, appalled. Um, yeah, she was, she was very good. I'm trying to find the actress's name. I don't I don't know. Um Her name's uh, like Mia, Kitch- Mia Kirshner.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, Mia Kirshner, who was on uh, who's in Star Trek Discovery now. So, uh she's still working and she was on 24. Um a, another show that my parents loved that I never got around to, but yeah, so, so she had a good career too. Uh, Mia Kirshner, Yeah, she she's very good in this. Um it, it's very funny her and Chris Evans dynamic in this, for sure.
1: Yeah. No, so I
0: I know you give it like you give a score. Um, Why don't you explain your scoring system and then tell us what you gave it?
1: Sure. So I go into all these movies since we started doing Movie Club um, with the intention of. If someone really walked away from the MCU, going, "Oh my God! Like I loved Chris Evans. Like what else has he been in? How strongly I would recommend each of these movies to said mm-hmm. person." And this time around, last time it was the scarjo scale. This is the Evans scale. I was trying to think of something kitschy that went along with Chris Evans's name. I couldn't really think of like an E. Like I was like the Evans O-meter. Like I, I was going through a bunch of things. I couldn't Evometer?
0: really. Not really. No. I don't
1: know. I, oh, maybe like the Evans Evaluator. I I think I, I thought of at some point. I just went with the Evan scale just because yeah. I liked it. Um, sweet and simple. And this one I gave a four point five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I gave Lost in Translation a four because I went back and I was like, what did I what did I give Lost uh, Lost in Translation? Because I would definitely recommend this one before I recommended Lost in Translation, mm-hmm. just because yeah. like I thought that movie was so boring. At least this one's like <laughs> mindlessly entertaining. Right. I did mm-hmm. also write down all the times that I laughed because, you know, I wasn't laughing a lot at this. This this movie <laughs> didn't this comedy didn't have me on the floor laughing for a multitude it of reasons. It wasn't an
0: ROFL. Yeah. But
1: the times that I did let out like an out like an L O L, a laugh out loud, was when the when the albino girl was singing with the guitar. <laughs> and she just goes, I have no pigment. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's they're like take walking them through. Okay. So the scene is It's like him and his friends are trying to find him like the perfect, like weird outcast girl to that. Mm -hmm. They can be like, Oh, I bet you can't make her prom queen. And they're just like, like a girl with like a hunchback walks by and they're like, no, like hunchback Sally. No, she's too easy. Oh, what about her? And they just cut to like a (laughs) shot of this albino girl. They have her like painted white. She's wearing like a powdered wig and she's like singing with a guitar i did laugh out loud
0: yeah and the just second time now describing it so there you go
1: yeah, yeah the second time is actually kind of bad i understand that this is not appropriate an appropriate okay. thing to make fun it's of fine. today you're gonna get
0: canceled for this but it's okay <laughs> get it, get ready get people but- in the comments <laughs> just get ready to cancel cancel <laughs> Kilpatrick.
1: yeah get it comes over party it's ready uh to go i'm actually the president of that club um <laughs> It's the cheerleader, um, like, the tryout scene. Oh, the cheerleader yeah. with Tourette's. Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's just screaming out these, like, obscenities. And, like, it. Li- I think the only reason why I laugh, I don't think, like, people who have Tourette's is funny. I just think the only reason why I laughed is because it was just so out of left field that yeah, I just, like, did pride. not expect for mm-hmm. all of the nonsense to come out of her mouth, like, yeah. at all. Like, it just took value. me by surprise. Yeah. I was like... Mm-hmm oh my god it was yeah. more like nervous laughter right, right than it was like it, oh my god that's hilarious
0: and then it happens again at the party and she outs this guy is gay and he's like well, who told you who told you did she did she did she tell you? yeah um, oh my
1: god i totally missed that moment but yeah, then it, it happens well,
0: montage with all the other party stuff like there's that one scene where it kind oh, of just okay. goes in the hallway and you hear every little person's conversation he oh, walks up okay. to her with a drink and she like spats out something with her Tourette's about like like he's like a, a gay and then she uses the f word the offensive f word and something and, and then he kind of like looks around he's like who told you did did, did my sister tell you all this stuff so um
1: oh, okay yeah,
0: that, was, that was funny um it's the guy with the turtleneck, so um oh, okay. Uh yeah, there's some shock humor. So those are the only two laugh a loud moments for you. Yeah yeah yeah. I, I'd have to say I think I think one of them was definitely the Chris Evans banana. I just I, it just it took me by surprise. Um, that but, was but more like, of
1: a, like a moment where I just said, oh my god, like yeah, out loud, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah it
0: was probably the same thing too. Yeah, but I I gotta go back now and watch it again and, and take <laughs> keep track. Um, this this seems like a very good movie to like have all you watch with like a bunch of friends. But with the disclaimer of like, ooh, that's offensive. So you can like cheer for it and boo at some of it at the same yeah. time. Like, like you can laugh at the good parts and boo at the bad parts. But um, it is still, I'm hesitant to say it's a recommendation for me. But um, if if you're if you're intrigued by this and you want to see Chris Evans give like a very interesting, promising performance, endearing performance.
1: I, yeah, I think I, yeah, sure. I,
0: I think I'd do recommend it for that. So yeah, I, I'm about the same uh, on your scale as you are but let's transition now let's let's take the train um to another film Mm -hmm. to snowpiercer for and i know this is your first time because i've been trying to get you to watch this movie for a while yes um so i want to get your your synopsis and your thoughts first but again uh 2013 directed by bong joon ho who of course went on to sweep the oscars a few years ago winning best director picture and screenplay and foreign film for parasite. So he's a four-time Oscar winner. This was one of his first uh English language films that he made. Um, and definitely put him on the map here in America. So, Kels, tell us about Snowpiercer.
1: All right. After trying to chemically reverse global warming, humanity is forced to survive Earth's snowy landscape in an in an on-moving train where they are divided by socioeconomic status.
0: Yeah. Uh what do you think, Kels?
1: Oh, my God, Dill! What a film. Oh,
0: what a okay. film.
1: I can't believe this one isn't talked about more. I can't mm-hmm. believe that it didn't get, like, any acclaim, like, the status, like, it like, I feel like no no one, like, talks about this movie. Yeah, and- this happens a
0: lot with with foreign directors where, like, they'll make a really good movie that doesn't get much acclaim. They'll make an American movie that now people are like, oh, this is a foreign film director who's did an American film. Like, like this is pretty good. And mm-hmm. then his next movie ends up being a hit. And that's kind of what happened with him. He made this in mm-hmm. Okja. Okja's on Netflix. So he made these two movies that, like, made a good statement. But then, like, it was Parasite that really made him a, a monumental... Uh, name in in film, and I think now because Parasite was so successful, people are now going back to discover this. Uh, but Kelsey, please tell us.
1: I, I mean, I I just wrote down. I was like, this is such a complicated movie because one minute I'm concerned, the next minute I'm sad, the next minute I'm scared, and then the next minute I'm laughing. Like it mm-hmm. just has like so many different elements to it. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like I feel like it. It's a shame because you know I feel like based off like the trailer, like you kind of just see this like you know dystopian action uh you know stereotypical movie almost where it's just like oh this is what humanity has to do for survival it has like as you said like kind of like a, really an, an action star as the lead you know mm-hmm. chris evans was just coming off doing captain america the first avenger you know right. right before this and i just feel like it just didn't get the attention that it deserves because mm-hmm. it's just so much more than that like it's it is. it, it the inclusion of like comedy, just like all of the different like very complex characters, like I just yeah. think it was just such a well written mm-hmm. concept, and um, you really do like fall in love with each and every one of this one of the characters, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's also just a jungle gym of fun set pieces. Like mm-hmm. it really is, because with every train car, there's something else. Like something's new, yes, and they the set really, design is awesome. They really dive into it. I'll be honest: the actual visuals of the train on the tracks from the outside look kind of like eh, subpar, dated sure. effects. But yeah. inside, like that greenhouse, and then the aquarium,
1: mm-hmm. the schoolhouse,
0: like every it's it's. It, it's like a chocolate factor it's like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factor mm-hmm. every room you go in it just it's something new and amazing like and Bong Joon-ho is so famous for like these social commentaries mm-hmm. but not just making it social commentary of the movie instead it's an action movie where you then you can funnel in the social commentaries and I think it's just brilliant how he does that like this different the classes and and how this first part of the movie set here and then it gets into this other part of the movie and then there's that ending where it kind of like turns everything upside down and kind of reevaluates and reassesses it to then have this really, really chilling, no pun intended conclusion. Yeah. Um because the end is is it's one of those endings where I'm like, wow. And then I'm like, whoa. And and you know, and it's it's a little bit not too subtle with the messaging at the end. Um just the fact that like, you know, things are healing again life is now reborn and rebirth and all this stuff but sure um, i i do think it, it's a really really great social commentary through and through um and the performances are great like you said like everyone you you either love or hate every single character mm-hmm. um i we'll get to chris evans in a sec but but another uh marvel star we have to talk about the ancient one tilda swinton as minister minister mason um what which one was she she was like the the one who was like the spokesperson for for um Wilford Wilford,
1: the lady with the yeah. glasses that was Tilda Swinton. Hmm. Hold right? on. She's hold a, she's a
0: chameleon. She's a chameleon. Hold she just...
1: the phone.
0: Wow! I just blew Kelsey's mind quicker than, than I that had last explosion. No idea. Um, Maybe it, it was Tilda Swinton says that her character is a mix of Margaret Thatcher, a colonial Gaddafi. Adolf Hitler and Silvo Berlusconi. So um, that's a, quite the uh, Mount Rushmore of terrible uh, people to model a character after. But hey.
1: Oh my yep. God.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? Uh, she... She's, I think she's great in this. I mean, she's one of the people that you don't love. Um, but I think she, she does the role so well.
1: <laughs> I don't recognize thinking? her at all.
0: Yeah, show a picture to the screen for people. Like, yep, there she is. <laughs> yep, that's the ancient one. I know total, total chameleon um, in that role. Uh, but anyway, what do you think of her?
1: <laughs> she was awesome. I mean, she yeah. was like a character you just love to hate because mm-hmm. she's just so infuriating. Like she just she loves the fact that like, oh, this guy, this poor man threw his shoe at the lady for taking his son and now his punishment is that he has to hold out his arm in the freezing cold to Mm -hmm. the point where it you know it just becomes hard as a rock and then they like axe it off of his body and she's just eating mm -hmm. it up she's loving it and it's just like oh my god this lady sucks and then she finally
0: yeah that moment my dad when we watched it for the first time last it was during the pandemic last year Um, he was just amazed because he always loves movies that just like shock him, like do something totally different that he's never seen before. And he said that moment where they just cut the arm off or they essentially just freeze it so much that they can just tip it off. Like that that scene is just, yeah, Yeah, like it really is. It's one of those, it's very visceral, um, gut-wrenching scene. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the nice thing about Bong Joon-ho is that like he is making the film, he is making a Korean film but with U S distribution. So you still have like the Korean like uh, nature of being able to go bold with those choices that like a normal Hollywood film sometimes don't take those risks, but then sure. getting the distribution to then uh, you know, show it to us in America yeah. right? and say like, this is my cinema. Um, and, and yeah, I, I just think it's, it's a very, very polarizing, again, no pun intended <laughs> scene. Um, so yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Chris Evans though, because Chris Evans really does show so much good acting in this. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I just, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, right off the bat, I wrote down like Chris is really good at making his characters like really likable. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just like a bias for me because like I do know Chris Evans as most people probably do best as Steve Rogers, the, arguably the most likable character in cinema depending on whether or not you're Team Cap or Team Iron Man. Um, Well, still,
0: even even then. He's
1: a very likable, charismatic dude. And I think Chris Evans just is, like, himself a very likable and charismatic dude. But he just brings, like, just a nice, like, softness to his characters, no matter, like, how hard or evil they are. You know, there's this part of you that relates to them in some way and, and just enjoy like likes them enough where you want to see, you know, follow the story with, him at the helm. And I think he does that really well.
0: Yeah, because this this is an ensemble film. Like you want to be able to know all the characters, but you mm-hmm. need that one person to kind of keep it together. And I feel like he kind of has that role in the MCU too. It's like the people around him might be more colorful personalities, but he's the grounded one that keeps it all together. He's the glue. And I think yeah. you see that a lot here and you kind of see that not in another teen movie. And in some cases, not as much night Knives Out because he mm-hmm. is very much a, a, his own entity in that. But like, he yeah. really is this, this whole like, holding down the fort if you will or holding down the train i guess yeah um uh, because yeah he he does so many great great acting he has so many great acting moments but again like you're gonna walk away this movie with different favorite characters but i think he's someone that is always going to be like no but i still really like that character mm-hmm. um i don't know who my favorite character is i love song kang ho's role uh, as the um the specialist uh, who who designed all the security on the on the train um him and his daughter um yeah I really like I really yeah. like his role I mean this they're a great
1: uh, dynamic duo in yeah. this film
0: I mean he works well with Bong joon because he was the lead of Parasite as well and I love him in that movie as well so um yeah I love that character but uh, yeah all these characters are so good even Ed Harris as Wilfred, like or Wilford um you know it's not the most likable character but he makes he gives him a humanity to where like when it does kind of have, there's that little bit of a twist in the end, like you can kind of see where he's coming from, but he's also really evil at the surface. And, you know, it's one of those very complex villains, um, which I really
1: like. Yeah, I have to say though, my favorite character was, was probably Edgar. Okay. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert right now, but I did Mm -hmm. write down like literally my second note on the page is, yo, if Edgar dies, I'm gonna be pissed. And as I wrote that, He literally was like getting, you know, held captive by one of the people. And then Chris Evans' character, Curtis, has to make the choice between going for uh, the minister or saving his best friend. And in that moment, like he he has to he can't jeopardize the revolution. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all in motion. So he has to sacrifice his his friend Edgar in order to really get his hands on the minister because he knows that this is this is it. There's no going back. Yeah,
0: it's unfortunate, but also, again, like, there's that theme of, like, there's a, a bigger, a bigger power that we are trying to, that they are all trying to serve, uh, not, like, religious, but, like, like the whole goal is is this revolution. It's and, for like, the greater good exactly so, yeah because yeah, uh, most of the characters in this die like most of the characters die there's two yes that don't. that's what um, i was gonna
1: say next yeah. still is that this movie really like keeps you on your toes because it's not mm-hmm. stereotypical where you think that like oh him and the best friend are obviously gonna make it to the end and then there might be that sacrificial play where the best friend you know lays down his life so that he can continue on like the rate that the characters were killed off in this movie was so sporadic like Mm-hmm. So like not timely, like, you don't have time really to mourn someone's death because you're already on to the next death. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, he's dead. And now we have to worry about this guy with all the axes. And now, oh my God, Acta- Octavia Spencer just got shot. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, she's like, great too. Um, it's, it's a yeah. roller coaster of a film.
0: Yeah uh or a train ride if you will no that's, i knew
1: that's you were that's gonna bad. say that Prison i train. knew as soon um, as i said it you were gonna follow up with that
0: you gave me a vehicle on track so i had to counter it with a vehicle listen i'm not
1: mad i'm just saying it was predictable yeah.
0: um yeah, but it, it's it's very sad, the, the different deaths. But again, like, I think that's what I was saying earlier with Bong Joon-ho, being a international filmmaker is they take these risks sometimes in these films mm-hmm. that are a little bit less conventional to Hollywood. Like, I'm thinking if Hollywood makes a movie like this, I don't know if it ends up being the same as, you know, the, the hero likely walks away, you know, clean. You know, Chris Evans likely survives this movie Um, in, in a Hollywood production. That's why mm-hmm. I, I really do love this so much. And I do wish, you know, there was more creative freedom given to directors in general in a multitude of different genres and Hollywood budget levels. But I really like that, how it does keep you on your toes, like you said, and it does try to subvert the expectations as much as it can, while still making sense with the story. It's not just killing people off for shock value, but to actually serve a purpose in the story, which I really like.
1: Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we I feel like we have to talk about the best you know acting in the whole movie is his monologue at the end yeah. the whole monologue about what the beginning stages of being in at the tail of the train was like
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh my god talking about like the cannibalism and yeah and he was like I you know what I hate about myself I hate that like I've tasted people and that I've almost oh. killed for food and and I know that babies yeah. taste best it's like It's so graphic. He's you're, you're not even seeing images of it at all. You're just hearing about it and hearing how this man is just breaking down. You know, you almost realize in that moment that like, this guy's kind of been like an anti-hero this whole time, you Mm -hmm. know, because he's the whole reason why he's leading this whole revolution is because he really was like turned into the worst version of himself because of his circumstances. And really like i think that's the best acting i've seen chris evan do just like yeah. across the board it was I, so so powerful
0: i completely agree i think this is the role that he gets the most like meat to work with like,
1: like... <laughs> meat
0: yes cuz can- oh god um cannibalism <laughs> yeah <laughs> um sorry yeah but but it really is a very tough role because he yeah. has to be that kind of grounded hero but also he has these other you know layers to him as well um yeah it's 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 a really good performance and i'm glad you finally saw it because i'm glad you liked it because it is very different like it's it all takes place in the same location and like it's a lot of scientific stuff coming on with like the global warming and the reasons for this ice age to begin with and then you have the different classes and like there's action and some people are just like you know just not a huge fan of action just because it's you know it's action it's people fighting each other sometimes it gets a little repetitive and stagnant for some people but um i do think like you said they do weave it all together so well so it's like a little bit for everyone um it's just a really really good hodgepodge of of, of different you know elements and no, i really yeah. really like it yeah um, it's layered would you give it would you give it on your scale
1: on the Evans scale i gave mm-hmm. it a seven out of ten
0: wow yeah so you would recommend this one for sure
1: i would definitely recommend this one mm-hmm. it's a great performance it's a great movie mm-hmm. um it was it's just such a nice blend of all these of all yep. these different genres It really, like, hit it out of the park for me. Yeah.
0: You have Chris Evans, and then you also have Tilda Swinton, which apparently we just found out now. Yep. Um, And then uh, Jamie Bell, who is not a MCU actor, uh, but he is a Marvel actor because he played Ben Grimm in the remake of Fantastic Four. So if you're a fan of uh, your buddy Edgar, then um, go ahead and watch Fantastic Four uh, because he plays the thing. The, um, The
1: remake or the original?
0: The Miles Teller one, the remake okay fan four stick which is even worse than the original so um which is funny because chris evans was in the first fantastic Four, the the original so yes he um, was very interesting how that happens um so the arms cut off and the knives are out that was a horrible segue um i you know i, I do these segues on picture this with chad every every month and they sometimes work but these ones i just sometimes are hard three movies trying to connect them is, is tough you know i, I need a whole Never mind. I was gonna make a train joke about connectivity, but I'm not gonna do it. Kelsey tells us about knives out directed by Ryan Johnson in 2019.
1: Detective Benoit Blanc is hired on a mysterious case where renowned author, um, what's his first name? The Who? character? It's per the seventh? Thromby. No, 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 no. The guy oh. who's
0: murdered. Oh, um, Harlan Thromby.
1: Harlan Thromby is mysteriously... His, uh, mysterious, his mysterious death. He investigates his mysterious death. I forgot to write a uh, okay, synopsis okay, okay. for that gotcha, one. Gotcha, gotcha, for this one. But this is my third watch through It's a classic Knives movie out, mystery. So. It's a movie it's, mystery. It's, it's, I mean, a really it's a whodunit. It's a whodunit.
0: But the brilliant thing about Knives Out, because exactly, we actually saw this together the first time we saw it in theaters. We did. Uh, we didn't know much about it, but the brilliant thing it does is it tell you, tells you who the killer is within the first 20 or 30 minutes and then it's all about how the killer tries to cover her tracks only for at the end of the film, they tell you that she wasn't the killer after all and that she was doing the right thing because she was so good at her job and the killer was someone else. And I think that's, what's so amazing is because the first time we watched it, when you see that she's the one who gives him the wrong vial, you know, you think you're like, Oh shoot. Like, that's the killer this is all an
1: accidental death
0: right and then it's like oh now let's see how she gets away with it this is super interesting but then at the end it's like nope you were fooled she was right the whole time she gave him the right stuff um and that's what's really interesting and that's why i think this is a such a better movie mystery than so many other movies like this is because it's not just figuring out who killed it's seeing who killed and then watching the retracing of the steps and then having your mind blown in the third act like it's a perfect use of that three act structure which i really yeah. like. Um i know you like this movie because we saw it together but what are your thoughts watching this again after a few more viewings?
1: I mean well i'll start with it's such a good film. I mean like yeah. it really is a good one and i think mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk about you know chris's role in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. i so, spoiler, so, spoiler alert, alert. <laughs> Um, um he is the bad guy. <laughs> but he is the murderer. He mm. he uh yeah, he's the bad guy, which we don't get to see a lot of like evil Chris Evans. So yep. it was truly, truly delightful I watching. Think it's this, him this and in Scott this. Pilgrim
0: is the only times he's the yeah. villain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. And he, oh yeah. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> we what a might what get another like masterpiece. Um,
0: yeah, if we ever wanna wanna revisit. Uh, Chris Evans, or is even there any for, other Marvel Brie, actors in that Brie, one? Brie, Brie Larson. Um, Boom!
1: That it has to be one of ours for say, Brie Larson. I have, I have a lot club. of movies
0: on the Brie, Ar- Brie Larson list for when we eventually get there. But but we can we can talk we can do Scott.
1: With Scott Pilgrim, with Scott Pilgrim so. has to be um, one of them. That's my yeah. that's my one request. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, he's just so delightful in this movie. I mean, I, I wrote down that some of his best moments are really not when he's talking. It's really just when he's like sitting around and just reacting to his mm-hmm. ridiculous family. Yeah. Like the whole will reading scene when he just has like the widest grin on his face the whole time. He's just mm-hmm. taking it all in because he knows what's about to happen. He knows they're all getting jack shit. And uh, and then especially the eat shit scene, the the classic, you know what? You eat shit, eat shit, eat shit definitely eat shit the scene is yeah. is uh, so good and it's you know so what different. it's really yeah. a star studded cast and you can tell that these are really really seasoned actors because they're just the energy is just bouncing off mm-hmm. one another you know i was always told you're only as good as as much as your scene partner allows you to be and right. they were all just such great scene partners from each mm-hmm. other because the cast just, like, elevates each other, like, yeah. throughout the whole film.
0: You have actors who, at the time, were not even huge actors yet. Like, Ana de Armas, uh, the lead in this, she was, um, of course, she was not Blade Runner 2049, but she wasn't the lead of that. And like, mm-hmm. this was kind of her breakout. Um, and then, she, of course, she dated Ben Affleck, and now she's going to be Marilyn Monroe in the Marilyn Monroe <laughs> movie. So, like, she's got a big career ahead of her. Um And Lakeith Stanfield, too. Like, he wasn't an Oscar nominee when this came out. This was after Get Out, but he had a smaller role in Get Out. He gets in this movie as the uh, other detective, and then he ends up being Judas Judas and the Black Messiah, and he gets an Oscar nomination. So there are some actors who are still on the up and up, but everyone else pretty much is so seasoned. Like, Daniel Craig... I mean, Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Tony Collette. I mean, Christopher Plummer himself, late, great Christopher Plummer, rest in peace, um, who is incredible in this as well.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And even the kids, uh, Jaden Martell and Catherine Langford, you know, the younger people in this in this movie um, are great, too. Like, it is Mm -hmm. such a good cast all around. Um, Is is Chris Evans your favorite part of it Um, because of this such a good cast? Like, who is your favorite?
1: I mean, Toni Collette, she's just like, I feel like she just steals everything she does. Like, she really makes the most of, like, every moment that she's on Mm -hmm. film. I think she's just one of my favorite actors, like, just in general.
0: Have you Um, seen Hereditary?
1: Yes, I've seen Hereditary.
0: I was going to say, she definitely, like, didn't get that Oscar nom and was like, I'll show you Academy, and then did this movie. That's my feeling. Um, Yeah. She's so good in this. I agree. Um, yeah, my favorite. I, I've always loved Ana Darmus in this. Just she also so, gives
1: such a yes, g- just, great, endearing performance yeah, because in this. she
0: thinks she's the killer the whole time, and that's what's mm-hmm. so interesting is because it's not like we're trying to the audience. You know, the audience isn't fooled. Like they saw what they saw. Like we see the murder take place, which is why it's so effective. Because like you know she had to experience it we see her experiencing and we see her grief and her trauma as she's trying to get away with it but then at the end when she's realizing that it was, that she did do the right thing like that's that's beautiful to see uh, that transformation but in terms of just sheer enjoyment i mean daniel craig as benoit blanc was just so funny um, because he's also someone who doesn't do a lot of comedy. Yeah. Um, yep, like Chris that's Evans sure. doesn't do a lot of comedy, also doesn't do a lot of villain roles. Like Daniel Craig doesn't do a lot of comedy. I mean, he's James Bond, he's supposed to be the cool suave guy, and here he's mm-hmm. oh, a donut hole. You know, like he yeah, has the like, yeah, yeah. dr- uh, southern draw by himself, <sighs> and it's really, really awesome. It's so much yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Um, it's just so fun to see actors go outside their comfort zone. Like obviously, mm-hmm. Jamie the Curtis is amazing, but like, you know, you kind of expect what role she's gonna play, and she plays it great. Um, Christopher Plummer same thing it's like you know what you're getting from him and you know he's going to give a great performance but yeah Daniel Craig and Chris Evans in particular those two just doing something so different from what they usually do which is so nice and refreshing to see
1: and I will say I don't remember his name but not Lakeith uh Stanford Stanford Stanfield
0: Stanfield
1: Stanfield. I'm so sorry the other cop who's with him is very funny as well oh Trooper Wagner yeah because he he okay. like yeah. geeks out about like knowing someone or something mm-hmm. yeah. or he's like oh i'm a big fan of the books like right. oh my god this is just like that location in that one book like right. he's just like he's i forgot so, about him yeah he's he's very funny like the whole mm. time yeah, it's a, it's a
0: really good movie. I mean, it is the essential, like, ensemble film. Like, every single member shines, and there's no mm-hmm. weak link. I mean, the mm-hmm. weak link, when I saw it, was Jaden Martell, the kid, only because he <laughs> has probably the least bit to do. But even then, yeah. he, like, he's still good, and he's had a great career. It, oh, my God. Um, what does
1: he say when he when they all find out that uh she's getting everything in the God. will? He has this great one-liner. I, I mean, it's oh. very racist because, like, he plays – like, they're all, like – kind of, you know, they allude in the movie that the whole family are kind of like Trump supporters just because, you know, they're wealthier. So obviously they're right. going to agree mm-hmm. with someone more conservative yeah. anyway. But, you know, they do talk about that kind of administration because the movie was, you know, written while he was yeah. whatever. Let's yeah. not just also dwell think that's on it.
0: a good it. thing too. Kind of like what we were talking about Snowpiercer. Like there are very good uh, social and political commentaries in this. This is a lot more subtle than Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is yeah. very much like, class but this one is like you know it, it deals with class a lot it deals with immigration and that, that yeah storyline too what were we gonna say and go? the
1: very subtle inclusion of all of them messing up like where she's from they're like mm-hmm. like at some point ja- jamie lee curris says like oh her family's from like paraguay and then like later on like chris evans says like you're brazilian nurse that's who you're giving like all your money to like all your assets and things and they mm-hmm. all just like keep messing up like what country she's from slightly and mm-hmm. i'm like this is like, it's, it's not funny because it's just accurate. And I'm like, this is mm-hmm. just horrible. This is a great, like, mirror for us to look at and be like, let's stop acting like this because this is horrible. This is horrible yeah. behavior. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, so. anyway, the, I went on this whole tangent just because, no, like, the kid has, a, like, a great one-liner where he's like, like, you were, like, sleeping with my grandpa. Like, you, like, dirty, like, something. And he, like, calls her, like, something, like, so racist and horrible but i was just like oh my god like coming out of that like little sweet boy's mouth it was just very jarring
0: yeah um so we do have to talk about one last thing um we didn't bring this up earlier but snowpiercer they actually have a series now of snowpiercer where oh, Diggs with the lead, Diggs. Um, which i haven't seen but I, I heard it's great and then also we have um a sequel to this coming out mm. uh, which is knives out Two. netflix bought the rights to two more knives out movies so what they're going to do for this franchise is they're going to basically take benoit blanc daniel craig mm. and put him in a whole nother like murder mystery is and ryan he,
1: johnson a part of that yeah part yep, of he's it?
0: doing them yep mm-hmm. okay uh, which is so good. there's gonna this be his so, so
1: there's two more knives out movies there's
0: two more on the way uh and here's who's confirmed for the next um the next film so far uh dave batista uh the guy who plays drax uh, nice. will be in the next one edward norton our incredible hulk uh will be or some people's incredible hulk not uh, but <laughs> not, he, he will not my
1: be incredible hulk um
0: janelle janelle Monet, uh famous actress slash singer um he, uh, leslie odom jr from hamilton fame also in one night miami and a bunch of other films mm-hmm. will be in it kate hudson will be in the film Uh, As well as uh, Madeline Klein from Outer Banks, which I Mm -hmm. don't watch, so I don't know. Uh, Jessica Henwick from um, Love and Monsters, who is a Pickle Award nominee for Best Kiss. Okay. Um, And last but not least, uh, there are going to be more announcements, but um, Catherine Han, Agatha all along, will be in the next Knives Out, along with Daniel Craig. Um, So that is going to be really, really exciting, and Mm. I'm excited for that cast. Um, did I forget anyone? Oh yes, of course I did. Ethan Hawke as well. Um, oh, wow. also a famous actor. so yeah, like so many good actors, uh, that are going to be in the next one. I mean, it's going to be sad because this cast was so good, but I have, n- I have no doubt it's going to be a fun adventure next. And I love, I just love Daniel Craig as the detective. So it'll be fun to see him in another murder mystery. Uh, cause that's what all the old books used to do. They used to have a detective, you know, like right, Hercule yeah. Pierrot, who would go to different, you know, murders and solve yep. different crimes like Sherlock Holmes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I I cannot wait to see what that is. Um, any more thoughts on Knives Out?
1: Well, I'll tell you what I gave it on my yeah, Evan scale. Mm-hmm. It was a eight out of out of ten.
0: Really nice. Eight out Good of ten. Job. Uh, yeah. so tied with Snowpiercer then. So you would equally recommend both of these. No, I um, give
1: Snowpiercer a seven. Oh, so this so is I the would, one you recommend would recommend this one more. Okay, than Snowpiercer.
0: So if someone said, "Hey, Kelsey." Uh, I want to watch a movie with Chris Evans in it, but I am sick of watching Marvel movies. What What do you recommend?
1: Oh my God, Dill! Let me tell you about this great movie, 2019 Knives Out. You'd love it. It's a whodunit. Chris Evans wears a knit sweater, a cable knit sweater in it. Wow. It's fantastic. Great film.
0: <laughs> Last thing to talk about before we move on to uh, plugging our own social media. Um, what you, you did text me. That you said it was very obvious that Chris Evans was the killer um, when you watched this back a third time. Yeah, I would like to know that process because f- for me it kind of came out of the out of the blue. Um, I mean, of, of course, of for yeah, like every
1: for me as well like i was also surprised okay. because you know he's the person where it's like no he's too obvious he wouldn't be the killer so you immediately rule him out you know with any who done it mm-hmm. you're like it's not going to be him because he's too obvious i'm ruling him out and it's mm-hmm. not going to be her because he's the douchebag like, douche yeah yeah because he's you know they talk about him like being like the black sheep of the family like he doesn't have a job he really like relies on his grandpa's wealth mainly to survive and, and to mm. have a hold, you know, hold his status. He, he drives a nice car. He didn't even bother going to the funeral. You know, it's just all these little moments. I mean, if you just like piece, if you watch this movie and then you watch it a second time, everything that you learn at the end, you're obviously going to apply to the beginning. So we know that he skips out on the funeral. So obviously like he's up to some hinky business. Only the help calls him Hugh, and she says to um, Marta, as she's you know almost dying, um, mm-hmm. Franny, I think her name is that. Yeah. The one of the maids is. She says Hugh did this, and everyone mistakes it as her telling Marta, "You did this, right?" Um. It's and also the old
0: grandmother with the window.
1: Yes, and she says ransom oh, back ransom. again so
0: yeah. T- yeah. so soon.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. you know so it's, it's obvious just like,
0: when you know, like watching back. You're like, oh, that makes yes. total sense. Gotcha. And then yeah. your, your phone, your phone theory as well, which you shared during Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, the fact that if a character is not using an Apple phone, that means they're the villain because Apple will not let you, uh, wear use an Apple phone unless you are a hero in your own story. So the fact yeah. that Chris Evans does not use an Apple phone signals right away that he is not good. Um, and
1: people applied that to the end credit scene. Of Black Widow because Valentina oh. does hand Yelena an iPad. She is using an Apple product. Oh, so so that means it's, is it's... she the, is she the, the antagonist, the villain? Stay tuned. Hmm.
0: Or maybe that's one of those things where, you know, she's going to think she's the antagonist, but then she's going to, like, team up with Hawkeye or something. But we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. Um, we'll get there get looking there. at other Marvel actors, I don't think there's any other Marvel actors in this, except for Chris Evans. Correct, I, I think. Um, Frank Oz, he's not a Marvel actor, but that's pretty cool that Frank Oz is the guy who who has to deliver the will. Uh, the voice of Yoda, the original Fozzie Bear slash Miss Piggy. uh oh. And the director of so many great films, like A Little Shop of Horrors and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, so... Um, that is a very famous person in that movie as well. So, um, just a really good movie. Uh, three really good movies. Kelsey, how would you rank them just in personal liking of, them, of the films? Not necessarily if you would recommend them to someone, but like just your enjoyment slash quality test or whatever.
1: <laughs> I was having a hard time because I was like, yeah. I was like, I finished watching Snowpiercer and I was like, did I like that better than Knives out? Like is that possible? Right, right. I I don't know. They're both so good. I think I would put them neck and neck, snow piercer yeah. and knives yeah. out, and then like underneath them, definitely like not another
0: another (laughs) t-movie yeah not another t-movie is my third i would honestly put knives out at one only because i think it's more rewatchable and enjoy like it's easier to watch over and over like i find more enjoyment out of it like snowpiercer is a heavy watch it's a commitment yeah yeah in in quality i probably think snowpiercer is probably like the better made movie but like Knives Mm -hmm. Out, it is very well made you know the the sets are great the characters are written so well like
1: then again once yeah once it once you find out who done it it's, it doesn't become that much fun of a watch anymore i feel
0: true i mean maybe it does because you know it i mean it's like one of those things like the sixth yeah. sense where like if you know the ending is it as right. good throughout um is, like if you know dark vader is luke's father is it still good you know um which it is um but that <laughs> hey i told which... you not
1: to spoil star wars oh, for me
0: damn it i, I meant
1: zerg is buzz's
0: father i don't know what you heard okay
1: yeah thank you um,
0: yeah anyway that concludes our Chris Evans movie club. It was so much fun talking about not another teen movie, uh Snowpiercer and Knives Out. Kelsey, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A Kilpatrick. You can find me on TikTok. Tick There I did you it again. Me a oh yeah. my yeah. god, that is so embarrassing. You can find me on TikTok. Cause 13 and then you can also subscribe to my youtube channel at cause productions i don't know if it's already out or when it's coming out but um, if you, you are, are still
0: on vacation right now so I if don't you think it's
1: are out. interested at all in seeing what my journey to ireland was like <laughs> i'm dropping a video on my youtube channel of all about that what i so brought like, what i packed how so i got there what it was like it's all there
0: uh this video will be posted on the 16th so i don't think you're home yet
1: Okay, well, Are you, I, I wasn't. Sure. I don't want to
0: tell everyone when you're coming home because I don't
1: no, I'm. To, like, no, yeah. I'm not home yet. Um, but anyway, he's in make it. Hope
0: you're having fun in Ireland. Um, hope hope Thank you, you yeah you could bring a uh, bring some of that Irish charm to the next podcast and let us know how it is for our news next week. I'll, I'll give you an update on the Scarlett Johansson stuff. Um, because it's been a few weeks since we talked about it since we're pre taping this. There's probably been a ton of news that's come out. Uh, that I'll talk about the lawsuit and then you can give us a little bit of a lowdown on how Ireland was a little bit. Um, and we'll make that the news next week while we talk about the first two episodes of What If? So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. See you guys next time.